Welcome back to Water Water Everywhere. I'm one of your hosts, Carly Vinghouse, and this week we have a fun yet informative episode about the use of artificial snow and what the future of snow sports looks like with climate change. And of course, you will get to hear way too much information about my dating life and why I hate snowmakers. And also apologies again for my audio. After we recorded this episode, I realized my mic was not on, but we live and we learn. So dive in and let's get wet. Hi, Lila. Hey, Carly. How are you? I'm doing so good. Um, what That's are you all. Doing? How are you? Did you have a good day? I did. I went to yoga and then I had Every time I go to yoga, I have to have a big meal after. And I took a shower because it's hot yoga. So your girl was sweating. Ooh. And um, then I played some Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Gotta catch them all, Pokemon. Yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> and I caught an Onyx. I'm not that big into Onyx, but I did catch one. And uh, now we're talking. I didn't know you were a Poke nerd. I love Pokemon, actually. Well, and I, I, I don't talk no about clue. it a lot, but I, oh, for real. <laughs> I yeah, feel like it's, yeah, um, you've been hiding this from me. It's like the reason I own a Nintendo Switch is <laughs> for Pokemon. It rare. is. Um, I love video games, and I think most video games are too hard for me mm. to play because I'm not very good at them. But like I just all love... the multiplayer stuff and yeah, yeah I only a lot. there's like a video game cafe near me where you can go and if you're drinking, it's free. They have all the games, every single game on every single console that you could imagine. If you're like, even if this, if you're thinking of like a weird like a frick what's the uh rare rare console if you're thinking of a what's like the hipster word girl i'm i ain't no freaking nerd i'm just kidding uh yeah. I, but i have no clue <laughs> like what's uh da, uh not mainstream what's the opposite of mainstream hipster i mean not me underground underground <laughs> i can't anyway I not a popular <laughs> console guess what they have it there and okay. i just played halo there for the first time and Halo oh, is like a very bro. That's a throwback. Yeah, it was actually a blast and a half. So wow. um, I thought I was going to be bad at it. And I was for a little bit, but then I almost beat my boyfriend. And that's a flex. Wow. It's, or maybe it just makes him look bad. Because <laughs> I'm like not very good at it. <laughs> but anyway, Pokemon games are not very hard. They're like strategic, but they're not like, you don't need like quick reflexes, you know? And I'm not going to like Breath of the Wild just didn't work for me. If you don't know what that is, that's fine. This conversation is not for you, Carly. It's sorry. not for oh, me. I, it's not there for is me. <laughs> exactly one fan out there that knows what I'm talking about. But Pokemon games are really fun, except there's this new Pokemon game called Pokemon. And I don't know how to say it. It's Arceus or Arceus. And it takes place in like feudal Japan, <laughs> okay. which is really cool. It's really cool. But they did it like RPG style. And so it's hard for me. Well, I haven't played it yet, but I've heard it's hard. And that's what I'm thinking. I feel like I, I don't know who I'm talking to. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm well, a little taken aback. You don't like video games that much. So I don't really talk to you about them, right? You just I like, like you don't solitaire. Get <laughs> I play you like the solitaire app on your iPhone? Very good. Yeah. yeah, no, your girl's a Pokemon nerd. If I were a trainer, I would be an electric trainer. And currently my starter is Turtwig. However, my favorite all-time starter is Charmander. Um, okay. Well, my sister and I had Pokemon cards growing up Yeah, and we didn't know how to play. 
No. So all we would do was just be like, oh, I want this one and I want that one. And then like, we'd go back and be like, no, 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 you can't have, it was like Barbie dolls. Like, no, you can't have that one. That one's too pretty. Like, and that was how we played Pokemon. Oh my God. (laughs) Like a bunch of losers. (laughs) I love that. Does anyone actually know how to play the card game? Really? Probably. There's like a million people like, yeah, who freaking knows? I mean, so many, but not me or any of my friends. And so definitely no one. I mean, I bet I know one person and I know he's listening. So shout out um, my friend who plays magic. I know he knows how to play. Okay. Too. <laughs> um, we all have a magic friend, right? Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Yeah. I don't play that one either. I'm into okay. video games. I mean, I used to play video games. I used to play like I was addicted to Animal Crossing and Sam. Oh. And like um, Monkey Ball was so much fun. Mario Party. Love 4. Monkey Ball. I had a GameCube. So that's where I was like, I loved the GameCube, Nintendo, anything. I was pretty much into it. Yeah. Yeah. Being like cute and colorful and like, there's no like war and like scary blood. I'm right. Like, yeah. I can't those. Oh, except for Grand Theft Auto. Love Grand Theft Auto. Wow. That's a really violent game. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like Vegas. <laughs> You're like, Oh, it feels like home. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Wait, what was I going to say? Uh, the newest <laughs> Mario Party has all of the old Mario Party maps in it, plus all the new ones. Oh, so it, it's like, yeah, Nintendo's really hitting the nostalgia switch hard, and it's it's really good. They're doing a really good oh. job, except for maybe the newest Pokemon game. Um, but I was into Sims, and I also got the new Animal Crossing. And tell you what, I played it once, and I have not picked it up again. <laughs> I thought I was going to love it, and it's like, it's too much. There's like too much to do, and so I'm stressed. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like video games do stress me out. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to. That's why Pokemon's but. good. Cause it's just one clear path and you just do those things. It's like, there's not like a mill. Like right now I feel like RP, like huge map RPGs are like role-playing games um, are really big right now. So I don't know if you've ever like Skyrim or Breath of the I'm Wild. Heard, which yeah, is yeah. Like I like Zelda. know yeah. about these things because like I have, I hang out with people who do these things. I'm just like, not right. I, maybe it's just like, I don't have the attention span. Um, I just, to, I don't like, think they're that fun because it's like you, you start on one quest and then there's a million other things that you can do along the way. And I will do all much. of those. Like you, yeah, you can't finish anything. And then it's hard. It's also hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wow. anyway, so any video games, way, that was a whole <laughs> switcheroo. Wow. Okay. Wait, wait, um, can I, can I add an addendum that will bring it back to our topic today? Absolutely. My favorite video game growing up on the Xbox was called SSX Tricky. Shouts out to all my tricky players. And it was a game where you would snowboard. Oh, shit. It was really fun. It was like, I, they made oh, wait, that wait, game wait. I, I would buy it. No, I played that. I played that. Yeah. Um, and so you'd snowboard on snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually a crazy lead in um, to the topic today. Oh, wow. That was, wow. 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 You're welcome. That was amazing. It was on purpose. Yeah. Wow. I, I think on that note, we should just get into it. Carly, what are we talking about today? How okay. does this relate to SSX tricky? <laughs> We're going to talk about, um, artificial snow and the winter Olympics. Whoa. Those so. are happening right now. It's happening right now, y'all. Wow. In Beijing, have I been watching? Have you? Um, I don't have cable. <laughs> Me neither. Um, oh, how do you do watch? You have, do you have Peacock? I think I used to. I don't know if I still okay. do. 
Um, maybe, maybe yeah, I you still can do. watch it on there. You can literally pick like each sport. It's actually really cool. Like, so that you don't have to watch the whole thing. Um, or you can just watch the highlights. I've been enjoying it a ton because I'm not that good at anything. And I love watching people like be so, like, they're like, you know, just at their peak in life and watch them go like all out and like, be so good at something. And then like, so good. And then I cry when they cry and when their parents cry Aww. and it makes me feel really good. <laughs> What's your favorite sport to watch? Do you have one for the winter Olympics? Um, it's, it's probably like slope style ski, like when they jump off of the slope and then they, you know, they do all the the flippies. I don't know the the names to anything guys. If it wasn't apparent, I, um, don't really ski. I have skied, but I don't Mm, have you though. (laughs) Three times I have, and I I would like to get into that (laughs) as well. You want to do, do you want to do flips? No. Well, I, I think okay, you would like, die. The second time I went snowboard, uh, skiing ever, it was like whiteout conditions and, um, scary. yeah, scary. And I had smoked a little bit of weed. Uh, mm. and so I was it weed gives me anxiety. <laughs> so I was like, so, I'm afraid of heights. and like, oh my God. <laughs> I couldn't see. And so there was, oh God. on the slope, you could either like, they had like, you just go straight down and then like on right next to it, they had slopes, a big jump jumps, like yeah. one after the other. And I couldn't see. So I was on the jumps side, my second yeah. time being just flying through the air, getting my skis ripped out from underneath my body. Yeah. And it was like, I just remember I couldn't walk for like three days after. And then that I tracks, like, I don't know if I should go skiing again. And then I dated someone in college who was like a ski bum, like, you know, ski or die. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like lives yeah. for the season. I know them. Yeah. And I don't we know went, him, but yeah. Yeah. We went backpacking in May and there was still like That's snow cool. on the ground. And he was like, oh, my friends like brought their skis out and you're going to go on them. I'm like, we're in the back country. There's no cell service. I'm in shorts. You want me to get on, get in some dude's boots that are too big for me, skis that are too long for me and do this. And oh he God. was basically like, yeah, like and in that moment, I was like, I think this guy's going to break up with me if I don't tr- at least try to pretend liking this sport. And so I okay. did it and I had snow burn all over my legs uh, <laughs> weeks. Um, backcountry skiing. I just want to be clear. Backcountry skiing is not something that I do. No, it's okay. We weren't like backcountry skiing. We, we went backpacking and yeah. his friend carried out his skis on his backpack. Right. And then like, we just found like where like one patch of snow basically on this like little mountain. You are describing backcountry skiing. No, but I'm not like, <laughs> like, like in those conditions where it's like that brutal, like serious backcountry skiers do, you know, it was like very lax. Yeah. You know, that sounds scary. It sounds like, did you have a helmet? I bet you didn't even have no, a helmet. I didn't have oh shit. God. I didn't have shit. Uh, like. ladies, women, men, they's. Yeah. Don't do shit like that for men. I don't care where you are, if they're carrying your food or your tampons. Okay. No. Yeah. And it's not worth it. Seriously. Seriously. You might get really hurt though. I saw someone, I went hiking. I could have broken my leg. You could have done way worse. Yeah. I, um, I was hiking up a mountain here, which is also the ski mountain here. Mm-hmm. You can like hike on it as well. Cause Pacific Northwesterners are not satisfied with any one thing. Um, 
So you can like hike up next to the ski where people are skiing. And there's this one slope that you can, I guess, catch some good speed on. And a lady um, crashed really bad. Ooh. scary. I hope she's okay. She was okay, but she was like, yeah, she was not okay. Like people, had, I like, think that's what called. like impresses me the most about these athletes is like, they're not afraid to fall and like get their bodies like, thrown around like yeah. rag dolls. And it's, it's like so admirable for me to be that, like for someone to be that courageous. Like I, yeah. I really think that's incredible. And I wish I were like that, but I am who I am and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. And I will say, um, most ski accidents that I'm familiar with, and we can move on after this. I'm sorry. Yeah. We um, will. but most are like on green circles or mostly flat snow. It's one of those things where it's like you get in an accident close to home. Like I know people that have broken their collarbones and not, it's not usually like flying off jumps. It's like just catching a wrong edge on a green cert, like a flat trail wow. or like that one. Um, there was like a, like a, an actress that she got a concussion. She died. She had a helmet oh, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember her? Uh-huh. I can't remember her name. It was someone's wife. I mean, she, she was also, but it was like, uh, was it, I think, was it Liam Neeson's wife or. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember. Don't um, but okay. she was like at the bottom of the mountain, like not really moving too quickly. Crazy. Yeah. So just be careful out there and please wear a helmet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Probably you. Let's, should we talk about the winter? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> so but like the bulk of this conversation is about snow making yeah. and artificial snow. And, um, the first time I ever saw snow, um, was in Las Vegas and it was at the Arbors park next to uh, my middle school. And every winter they would get, um, a, a snow machine, like a snowmaking machine and blow artificial snow on a hill and every, you know, everyone in the community. What kind of bougie shit is this? They made you some snow. You, you know, where I grew up. I know like, it's not bougie. Um, well, it's a little bougie. It is bougie. Yeah, I'm not bougie. bougie. You, know. you are not. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. They would make snow so you could go sledding. Yeah. Um, wow. was it know. ever, did it ever like naturally, does it ever do that in Las Vegas? Does it it does. Um, it w- doesn't stick, you know, for more than a day, maybe like half a day, wow. but it's very rare. Like uh, maybe a couple times a year. Very rare though. Um, up in the mountains for sure. But yeah. In the mountains. Um, so that was the first time I ever saw snow was in Las Vegas. Um, it was fake snow. So that's interesting. And then yeah. like the only other thing I knew before, like going into this research was, um, I dated a guy. I feel like every story I have. So I dated this guy. And that's guy. what I love about you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I dated this guy, um, biggest asshole in the world. Like, yeah. I hope, like, I hope you're listening and, um, you're, I don't, you're not a nice person. <laughs> I don't like you, but he was a snowmaker. Um, and like, that's his career is he like works on the mountains or whatever, works for the snowmaking sure. company and yep whatever. And so oddly enough, as I was moving out here, he was like, Hey, I live out here too in Vermont. I'm like, what are the fucking odds? And he's like being all nice to me. And he's like, you know, let's like, I want to date when you get here basically. And for six, the six, six months leading up to like moving out here to the East coast, he's like calling me on the phone and talking to me and like, you know, like, Oh, ha ha ha. We should like move in together. Like all this stuff. And so oh. 
Then I come when out did, there. Sorry, previously, when did you date this guy? Like six years prior. Okay. Like, so like in college. college in okay. college. So it's like time has passed. I'm like, maybe this person has grown and like changed. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. And so I get out here and he, and we had plans like like the day after I got here, he was like, gonna drive out, whatever. And just like he did the first time, just completely ghosts me. I didn't hear a peep, not a fucking peep. And then (laughs) I don't know why I'm telling this whole story, but no, I love it. I need to know going, but then yeah. And this past October. So this was in May when I, when I moved here Yeah, and like, we had plans to see each other and he's like, I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to like help you meet people and like, you know, like help you move in and like do all this stuff for you and with you. I'm like, okay. Because at the, this man, because at the end of the day, the like yeah. I hate, I hate to admit this, but, um, I am very much attracted to him. And so, you know, you always have that hope and I do always have like, maybe he's changed <laughs> like an idiot. Nor. <laughs> Nor. Um, <laughs> then, uh, so anyways, in October, I get a text from him and he's like, Hey, I'm like, and then I'm like, just what the fuck do you want from me? Like, what do you want from me? October, like, like your birthday's coming up yes. and he's ghosted you for and his birthday is in October too. Ew. Ew. Yes. Is he a Libra? Yes. God, we are the best and the worst of them all. I know the men, the men are crazy, (laughs) but anyways, (laughs) so he texts me and I'm like, what the fuck do you want from me? And he's like a relationship. (laughs) He just like texted that after not speaking to me for months and acting like he hadn't like said all this shit to me. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, second of all, third of all, are you out of your goddamn mind? And then I was like, did you tell him? Did you say that? I was, I was just like, I can't believe you're doing this right now. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how am I, how do you, how am I supposed to believe you? And he was like, oh, like I'm going to work on my communication. I'm like, no, okay, whatever. And then that was the last I heard from him. (laughs) So he's like, I'm going to work on my communication. And then never, and then literally just like, goes away yeah so well I'll talk to you again in six years that is the saga of weird of that and it yeah exactly and it's been going on since 2014 and it's like holy shit oh my god are you okay I'm fine it's just like (laughs) she's like yeah no but yeah (laughs) oh gross I because I remember like as you were planning to move out there you were like oh yeah like I know this person and he's yeah I like maybe I'm gonna date him and I was like Mm -hmm. yeah sounds sounds good he would be a very lucky man clearly not yeah what the hell crazy and it's so like so weird that he's like we're gonna move in together and get married yeah. And, and it, then nothing else. <laughs> it would make, okay. It would make more like, we are so getting like off course here, but like at this point, like whatever, it would make more sense to me. If like, he said all that stuff, met up with me, had sex with me and then never talked to me again. <laughs> that would make way more sense than what actually happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would. No, it makes, I mean, no that's sense. what I'm used to. <laughs> it's not even like, he's not even like on Tinder and he got scared. It's like, yeah know this man intimately yeah him for you know like years years you but know? he did the first time is this why you broke up in college 
yeah, we were dating in college. Um, well, he, he had just graduated. I was still in college. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like we were like, Oh, like we're dating blah, blah, blah. And then like, he ghosted me. Like, <laughs> that was the first did you break time. up and he ghosted you or he no, just no, 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 no. started ghosting no, you? No. Yeah. He didn't, he wasn't like, Hey, this is over. Hey, I'm not interested anymore. It Bold. was just, it was like dropped off the face of this earth. This man's got issues. This was the first time this ever happened to me. This was the first time I ever heard the word ghosting. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, I carry that with me and he did it again. So I'm really, oh I'm God. an idiot for like even responding. Um, uh, but you know, I'm a, I'm a romantic at heart. <laughs> so <laughs> you sure <laughs> are Carl's, but All anyway, right, well, thanks for listening folks. This has been water, water everywhere. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Anyway, anyway, so snow great making, story though. Great story. So fuck snowmaking. And I'm going to tell everyone why <laughs> besides that this one's for you, <laughs> you know, who. all right, you guys, I, I want to get it for real. Um, and I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you stuck with this, um, for this long because I swear to god I do want to get some real information out there <laughs> anyways okay what is snow making how is it made that glad you asked <laughs> okay. that's the topic by the way just to remind you snow I'm making trying- <laughs> yes snow making the olympics snow making winter olympics the snow. 2022 the problem- <laughs> 2022 here we are great all mm-hmm. right thank you I'm in let's go okay All right, so it is the production of snow by forcing water and pressurized air through a snow gun, also known as a snow cannon, kind of looks like a cannon. Um, So what it is is water is mixed with compressed air and atomized into fine droplets. Um, They say it kind of looks like grainy, like corn, um, whereas opposed like real snow has like that snowflakey composition. So um, they have, you know, they're entirely different composition, basically being used as snow anyways. So modern snow cannons can work at temperatures that are only just below freezing at higher temperatures. That's when, um, it kind of becomes like a little more dangerous in my opinion for the environment, because they have to start using chemical additives to Mm. help crystallize the water because, it's not in freezing temperatures. And as climate change uh, moves forward, it gets worse and warms the world. Um, We're seeing that more and more fake snow at warmer temps, like in the Sierra Nevadas and the upper Midwest, like where they just don't have those temps, like they do out East, they have to start using um, those chemical additives basically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we both know, we know, Real fake snow consists of air, water. They're formed according to the same principle. However, because of the lower drop height, artificial snow has um, a diff. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Delete, 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 delete. I just panic. said this. I just Back said this. Panic, panic. You did. Okay. So, I anyways, was wondering where you're going, but it's cool. It's, we made it. <laughs> anyways, um, like I said earlier, because of that grainy structure, yeah. um, the flakes are are denser. So making artificial snow melt slowly than actual snow oh. and it make and it's harder and icier and therefore faster. So in terms of like the sport 
of skiing and snowboarding. Like if you want to shred real fast, like, like that is, it's really useful for that, but it's bad for, unless you're good on your edges, you're probably going to crash. Oh yeah. Good like, no, I didn't know you that can get up like froze. 90 miles per hour. Yeah. Nuts. It's ice. There's like zero it's friction consistent. Ice, yeah. Baby. And okay. So like <laughs> constant, excuse me. Yeah. And like, this kind of shocked me. Um, the concept of like having to create artificial snow started in 1934 before like global climate change was even a thought, you know, it had nothing to do with like, oh, we don't, we're losing snowpack. We need more snow. Um, and there's dispute about which came first. Cause they were both in 1934. It was either like they needed fake snow for, um, for a set to, for a movie, or there was a competition in Canada in Toronto, uh, a skiing competition. And like, they didn't have enough snow. And they're like, this guy was like, well, what if we just like shave the ice from the ice rink? and like put it in these big tanks and drop it up the hill. And then that'll kind of be like snow. So they ended up literally shaving 75 tons of shaved ice and it covered a distance of four miles. Oh my God. And that's a lot of snow for the first 1934 also like impressive. Yeah. Um, And they, and then after this skiing competition, they found out that the fake snow, the shaved ice made the skiers go 10 to 20% faster than oh on God, real those snow. poor skiers. They're yeah. Like, ah, holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. They were like shredding. So, oh man. Wow. That's, you know, so when I look at fake snow on the ski mountain or whatever, I always just picture like, cause I don't know what goes on inside the cannon until just now. I always <laughs> thought it was just like a little like ice cube and they just like fed it through a little blade and it was, you know, oh yeah, like- ice cubes. That's cool that that's what it used to do. Exactly. Yeah. But no, and, not anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the first actual snowmaker wasn't invented until 1950. And that was around here in Connecticut on Mohawk mountain. Are you familiar cool. with that? I'm not. Okay. But on. I don't usually go to Connecticut for my mountains. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And that was a diss. Yeah. Oh wait, really? Is yeah. There... Why? What? What? Uh, upstate New York and Vermont have, um, Lots of mountains. Maybe Connecticut does too. I just know. I, I really wouldn't there. know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I go for other stuff like casinos and pollution. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. That's Connecticut, you're fine. You're great. There's um, other pretty so stuff there. The first, the first snowmaker. Um, it was actually based off of like a like tobacco field equipment in Florida. Um, it was a, a machine that was using compressed air and water, um, on the crops. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like, I think if it's like, obviously like below freezing, we like, this could be snow, like, it, and then we won't have to like shave all this ice all the time. So Whoa. that's kind of where it came into play. And that's by the 1970s, like most ski mountains have had adopted, like this new way of thinking, like longer seasons, more snow, more money. And it actually, it helped to advance snow sports by providing consistent seasons. Like I said, faster runs and you know, they, you don't, we don't know when it's going to snow. Like we have forecasts, but the consistency was like really, really important. Um, so now approximately 90% of ski resorts in the United States use snowmaking and skiing has like turned into a $20 billion industry just because of snowmaking alone without it, it would not be there. Wow. Which is kind of 
nuts to think about that, you know, it's just technology is great folks. <laughs> it's crazy. Just to put this in perspective, there are so many ski resorts and mountains out there. So just out East, there's 177. The Midwest wow. has 141. And the, the Midwest? Sierra, yeah. The upper Midwest. Like, like Ohio? Like Michigan. I don't know. Minnesota? Like Minnesota? Minnesota. Michigan? Weird. I think. I don't know. Upper Midwest guys. I'm hills. sorry. Yeah. Haven't, haven't been would like to <laughs> we certainly get a lot of snow, but anyway, they get yeah. the snow. anyway. And then the Sierras and Rockies shout out West coast has 152. And most of those out West are very dependent on snow making alone. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. We get so much snow out here. Does that include where I am? No, no. Out West are more dependent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah well, that's me. No, because. <laughs> You're right. Well, I'm in like I'm the right. upper corner. Like I don't have the, I'm not in the Sierras or Rockies. No. Yeah. I mean the Sierras and volcanoes. The okay. Is what I mean. Like not like yeah. Tahoe and Colorado mm-hmm. and exactly. interesting. Exactly. Wowie. Wowie. Okay. So moving into currently now at the Beijing Olympics, 2020, yep. um, Sean White looks really hot anyways. <laughs> 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 so you are actually... <laughs> such an east coaster if you're that into sean white he goes to like really? sometimes yeah i just feel like i mean okay look front door he's dating nina dolbrev though from uh oh i guess he's a big deal Degrassi and then the vampire diaries or whatever wow yeah yeah i know her oh good for her okay. good for him um yeah but no because the olymp the winter olympics were held in lake placid so Hey. I don't I don't know that he's like goes there a lot. One time in my childhood he was there. That's it. Anyway. Okay. okay um okay. <laughs> which counts as he's there all the time. <laughs> he was competing. <laughs> you should go there. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh it's okay. It's okay. Uh, um okay, yeah, okay. so anywho one tomato, Carly Logan. <laughs> yeah. Call me. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh Sean White, thanks for listening, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So artificial snow has been used at the Olympics since the 1980s. Um, so it's nothing okay. new. Oh, so since they were held in Lake Placid. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's nothing new. The Whoa. concept of using fake snow at the Olympics is like nothing new. Yeah. And if you think about it quite obvious, because like they need that to be like, you know, perfect conditions for, you know, people at the prime of their sport to perform. Yeah. And consistent, right? Exactly. Consistent. Yeah. And so it's basically, it's just kind of like the fact that we are, we are able to have winter Olympics in Beijing is kind of mind boggling because it's very cold, but very dry and they don't really receive snow. <laughs> like So they went into this planning to use 100% artificial snow on each run, each course, everything, which is insanity. And I will get into that. In a little a bit. And like, even in um, um, Pyeongchang in 2018, same kind of temperatures, like where they, they don't really get snow, but it's freaking frigid and dry, which affects the snowmaking process as well. Um, and then, <laughs> nice. so it, it takes about <laughs> one cubic meter or 1000 liters of water to produce two cubic meters of artificial snow. Um, Carmen de Jong, professor of hydrology at the U- University of Strasbourg, estimates that 2.5 billion liters, which is 
roughly four, 49 million gallons of water were needed to make the snow for the Beijing games. Oh my God. 49 million gallons of water were used to make snow for the Olympics this year. That is so much water. It is so where, where are they getting this water? I'll tell you. Wait, <laughs> does Beijing have that much water? Oh, let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> um, so Beijing suffers from recurring droughts. Oh, shoot. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, <look> that. <laughs> they have a declining supply of drinkable water due to global warming. Awesome. Climate change. Um, like I said, it's dry. It's cold. It only receives less than six inches of natural snowfall in a typical year. They have a monsoon cycle that pushes cold, dry air into the South, making it, you know, it's not going to snow in those conditions. Yeah. Wow. So to get 49 million gallons of water, they had to divert water from, and I, I'm so sorry if I'm not saying this correctly, the Bao Bao Reservoir into the nearby Guishi River, which is usually dry in the winter. And what they did to like save the groundwater, like to make sure they had enough groundwater for this purpose, they um, paused irrigation on tens of thousands of acres of farmland oh. for like people's crops, like people's their, food their and livelihoods. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. And they just like, what, what? They were like, okay, sorry, that's this fine. water is reserved Ooh, for I, sure. I'll save my opinions till the end. Continue. <laughs> so according to Olympic officials, um, the water that is produced from the melting snow will be stored in another reservoir and two, two lakes for use in irrigation, tourism, landscaping, and agriculture. But because of the dry climate in Beijing, the, the evaporation is so high you're losing so much water just from that alone. So the, like the idea of like, oh, well, all the water is going to melt and come back and go back to where it came from is like highly unlikely. Like it, that is just not how it's going to work. And since it, it takes so much longer for artificial snow to melt than real snow, like that return for, for crops, for the ecosystem, for the fish and wildlife that depend on those water resources is just not viable. Um, but you know, we gotta have the games. So you gotta, what is life without the games? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, (sighs) Yeah. And so shockingly Beijing was hit by like an unexpected blizzard. Um, Yeah. And Wait, they what? were, but listen to this. So they were going into it. Like, like I said, like, we're going to have to use a hundred percent fake snow, um, which would be a first in Olympics history. And then, Whoa. yeah. And then they were like, well, actually we're going to have to take out the natural snow. We're going to get rid of it because, um, we don't have enough time to like smooth it, smooth out the bombs. And it, like, we are, we already have this like plan for the courses. So they're like, fuck this real snow. We like, we, you know, we're going to just use the big snow. Um, so it's, it's more effort to smooth out the bumps. Um, <laughs> to, to lay. the term is to make it chunder, uh, for a mountain. Girl. Um, wait, sorry. So it's more effort to smooth out the bumps than it is to like physically remove all the snow. That's I'm picturing just like a bunch of people out there with like hair dryers melting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right? Like, what did they do? That's weird. Or did they just like 
shoveled all of it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably like a big Zamboni with the so weird. bulldozer. And, and also I would encourage everyone to, if you haven't watched the Olympics at all this year, this winter, I would encourage everyone to look up a picture of like the snow parks that they created because it's dystopian, like dystopian and like kind of like Google it. creepy because like they have this like, you know, these slopes and the like with all this snow and then next to it is like sand and like kind of like dry desert and like these industrial like power plants and it looks sad quite honestly interesting do you see it um i'm trying i'm having trouble finding like a zoomed out yeah yeah i don't wow. think they want you to zoom out right it looks bad. it's like not beautiful i think like you think do they even, do they have like slopes there? Did they just build the slopes too? Like what's, is it a mountainous I region? I don't know much about Beijing. I actually don't know the answer to that question. Wild. Um, Weird. Yeah. So huh. it's just crazy to think about how like China's problematic enough as it is <laughs> and to like, like, um, like in terms of global uh, warming, greenhouse gases all of the above and also like keeping people in cages like oh sure yeah great you know I just wanted to be clear yeah, like cool. camps, like yeah like you know awesome yeah so sorry if no one knew that but um yeah China isn't being cool um so it I don't know it's it's like a weird like catch-22 and double-edged sword because like I like watching the Olympics I like you know I'm happy that it's happening after like the pandemic and like, there's this like some amount of joy. It's just unfortunate that it has to come at such a cost when like, we don't have the resources for, for things that are this costly. Like we right. don't have the water. We We're don't literally just destroying the environment. Like what's not going to happen a second time. It's just not worth it. Or it's like, um, why didn't you just have, like, can't we just have the Olympics like where there's more snow and water? Um, that would be great. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So as, what the as, heck? <laughs> right. I'm just, it's like, we don't like, why do we, it's okay to have Olympics and things like that, but like who decided that was more important than like the average person making money or like food, like farms with food. And like, yeah, who I was like, who was like, fuck food. About, like, let's send Sean white down to like a sick watched him do an ollie that's not scary. he didn't even win um, gold y'all <laughs> well someone did <laughs> even win gold is not worth it um he like, get just, it's like why can't we like like i'm not saying like i don't want to be like no more olympics but at such a cost we should be able to find mm-hmm. out what like we should be putting in the money and time especially because we had some extra time this go around um yeah, we had to, like, some time make things sustainable sustainability is good for everyone right and like I don't everyone know if you know there's this no, about, there's, yeah about like the olympic um villages and stuff and because they they build all of these structures you know in fresh like for like four years you know they're preparing for like four years each city and then like yeah really leave it in shambles and like a lot of it just does not get put to use or like they will wipe out entire communities just for the Olympics and then like not restore them. And it's really sad. And then they just have these like empty, like structures for no reason. 
Um, I'm, I'm not saying that's everywhere in every Olympics. I'm just saying it does happen. And it happened like in Sochi, for example, right? That was the Russian Sochi. Yeah. Sochi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways. Um, so boo, <laughs> boo. As, boo. as the climate warms, um, experts in winter sports say that the use of fake snow in athletic competitions is the new reality. Um, natural snow has not been a reliable option for professional ski and snowboarding competitions for quite some time. And that includes the Olympics. So that is just like, that is it like, and for it to be such a money-making industry, like this is not going to go away. Um, so it's just like, I would just like people to be aware. (laughs) Um, right. Yeah. So like, let's talk about those concerns that I have, like all the downsides to like the upside being like, it is great. I'm so happy people can like have fun and like have a great hobby and like perform as an athlete. Like that's amazing. I love that for people. We like watching the Olympics. We're not saying don't watch the Olympics. Yeah. I like it. I like the X games too. I like it all. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so Water being diverted from rivers and reservoirs when it should be used for drinking crops, supplying water downstream that keeps the ecosystem healthy. Like that is just like not, uh, that's not what we want in a healthy ecosystem and to like continue to like have drinking water. Like it's just not a good idea. And what they do um, often is they create these reservoirs on the mountain which is just not a good idea if you think about like how a mountain is placed on a slope and they like, it's very dangerous flood-wise for people that live at the bottom of the mountain, which are most people live in valleys. Um, so they, they have these embankment dams that feed underground water pipelines and those pose um, a big threat to nearby populations and ecosystems. And among flooding uh, hazards include avalanches, rapid flows, and landslides. And approximately 20% of mountain reservoirs are built on avalanche-prone sites. They expel water very quickly, causing massive floods and significantly jeopardizing public safety, as I mentioned. And so not only that, like that's just like where we're storing the water is a problem, but like using the water is a whole nother problem. Snowmaking machines generally require between 3,000 and 4,000 cubic meters of water per hectare of slope covered. Uh, A hectare is, it's two and a half acres, roughly. It's 100 meters by 100 meters squared. Okay. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, just to put that into perspective. Uh, um, it, sorry, I'm so quiet. I'm just like, no, oh, that's okay. Uh. <laughs> it takes approximately 106 gallons of water to produce one cubic meter of snow. So we just said, oh, so are you getting this? 106 gallons for one cubic meter when we just said they require 3,000 to 4,000 cubic meters. So oh 3,000 times 106 gallons of water, um, for one, for two and a half, for two and a half acres. Like that's not a lot because ski slopes are huge. Like yeah, that is not a lot. Like that is, Ugh. it's just insane. 
Um, it's a number larger than I care to consider right now. Yeah. And okay. So, and then like moving on top of like, let's build on top of that. The snowmaking mach- machines use that amount, that uh, 106 gallons of, of water per minute. Like it's just insanity. Um, so a sign and a, like I said earlier, per minute? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? And I know a hundred <laughs> gallons of water per minute. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. It's nutty. That's fine. Um, a significant amount of that water is lost due to evaporation. And it, so it does not go back to the water table. It does not go back to, to irrigation. It does not go back to drinking water. It's not. And it's more so in climates like Beijing where it is dry and evaporation is high. So it's just, just upsetting. Um, you can't drink air. Yeah. So on top of that, air to water crops, Jesus, on top of the water usage, the like safety concerns in the reservoirs, the chemicals that they're using in warmer climates are harmful to plant life and animal life and human life really, because if that water is some of the water is returning back to the water table, like that's chemicals being leached, um, into groundwater. Yeah. So oftentimes they use mineral mineralized water and, the runoff from those reservoirs affects the mineral and chemical composition of groundwater, um, which then pollutes drinking water. Um, so by making all the snow, they're like destroying the environment and like taking away drinking water and a valuable resources like water for crops. And just so some guy can do a backflip, you know, it's like, okay, sorry. Continue. No, make me think. (laughs) Um, so, and again, another problem with the mountain reservoirs is they don't allow water to seep back into the ground. So water is only returned to the water table through runoff, which, like I said, it takes longer to melt. There's evaporation. It's just not viable. And on top of all that, it changes the soil composition, which we, that's how plants grow through the soil. So that has an effect on, um, our plants. So a lot of fake snow when they do use chemicals. And like I said, chemicals aren't used everywhere. I want to make that clear. Um, there it's more so needed for warmer climates when it's above freezing, which is going to be the likelihood in the next 50 years for most places, but a lot of places don't use them, but ones that do, um, they use a surfactant and bacteria as seeds and and in this one product specifically is called Snowmax, which I think some countries like Austria, France, and mostly Switzerland have banned altogether. Mm. Uh, go them. The potential effects on the environment and on human health of distributing these proteins through artificial snow are not well understood. And I think that's a bigger problem. Like mm-hmm. we don't know the impact. Um, and it's just unfortunate that we're going to have to find that out the hard way. Whoa. Yeah. And okay. Coming back to this, it takes longer to melt, disrupts the water table and the natural cycle of a mountain watershed, which is so important. That's where so much drinking water comes from is from snowpack. Um, so yeah, it's just upsetting. Yeah. It takes two to three weeks longer to melt than natural snow. My goodness. Uh, 
which also affects local flora and fauna. Like they're on, you know, a seasonal cycle, like your spring comes, snow melts, it comes down the river and feeds plants and animals. And when that's happening later and later and less and less, like there's just going to be a huge disruption to the whole biome. Um, so this, like that delay can change the normal levels of the water table, which is the boundary between water saturated ground and dry ground below the water table, the ground, um, that's where we have groundwater. Yeah. So artificial snow can create ice layers on plants and damage them as well. Um, yeah. And these effects on the water table and plants have the potential to alter the biodiversity of a local ecosystem. Awesome. Yeah. So cool. And so on top of all of that stuff, again, it uses it, like it uses so much power and has such a giant carbon footprint, like outside of water. We love our water, but we also have to consider these other factors that play into, into everything. Like, so it's, this, here's another numbers game for everyone. Okay. It takes approximately 3.5 to 4.3 kilowatts of energy to produce one cubic meter of snow. Um, however, but this number can be as high as 14 or as low as one kilowatt, um, per cubic meter of snow. Okay. And a kilowatt equals the amount of energy. One kilowatt is the amount of energy you would use by keeping a 100 watt appliance running for one hour or roughly the power used by um, having your television on for seven hours. That's a long time to have a television on. Yeah. So it's just using an insane amount of energy. And like, I will say that a lot of like snow makers, um, manufacturing companies are making, um, energy efficient ones, but I would say a lot of them are like run on diesel, which like has a huge carbon footprint. Um, so, um, yeah. And another crazy thing, snow making accounts for 50% of, uh, ski resorts, energy costs, just the snow making alone. Not like, even like the Belgian waffle making. <laughs> it's More? just like, that's where like, God, so much goes into it. Um, or like running the chairlifts or yeah. Yeah. Wild. Exactly. Wild. And then when we factor in climate change, um, According to the European Environment Agency, the length of snow seasons in the Northern Hemisphere has decreased by five days each decade since the 1970s, increasing the demand for the production of artificial snow. Okay. Um, and the EPA also forecasts temperatures to increase by, I'll, I'm going to use Fahrenheit here, people. Yeah, I'm use really Fahrenheit. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> We're in America. Sorry, everyone. That's not so, in America. Sorry. Okay. So they, <laughs> they forecast temperatures to increase, um, between 0.5 degrees Fahrenheit and to point to eight. I'm sorry. <clears throat> to Sorry. <laughs> point five, 0.5 to 8.6 degrees Fahrenheit globally. Um, they're saying it has likely increase of 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit 
and an average of increase in temperatures in the U.S. of between three degrees Fahrenheit and 12 degrees Fahrenheit by the year 2100. Um, and I think by now most of us understand that the smallest increase in temperatures globally have an insane effect on the planet. Like just on natural disasters alone, like it's just nutty. So scientists predict that snow cover in the Northern hemisphere will decrease by 15% by the end of the century with snowpack oh increasing and snow season shortening concurrently. That's depressing. Yeah. That's and a big 15% is a lot. It's a lot when you consider how much this, the actual amount of snowpack that there is. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. So, and another problem is soil erosion there, like the, the digging and, and laying work, um, to be able to like put down the snow contributes to soil erosion, which also just, like I said, disrupts waterways, disrupt, disrupts like water sources downstream, like, you know, runoff carries pollutants. And so, right. And basically like, I was kind of wondering like, why is this not a bigger issue in like the environmental community? Like, why have I not heard of this? Like, yeah. Like in the water world. Um, and I'll just, this is one example I found all, okay. All I'm going to say is basically they bring in so much money in tourism that like, this is not something that is going to be a bigger issue because like, you know, money, because people are going to keep going. Skiing. They're going to keep yeah. going. People love it. Right. So, um, yeah. moving, moving forward, there are lots of warning signs about the future of skiing and snow snowboarding. Climate change mm-hmm. has already made winters warmer, shorter. Um, a study done at Oregon State University found North America's snowpack has declined up to 30% in the last century. So like we've already gone down 30% and then we're going to go down another 15%. Like that's crazy. And once temperatures approach like 43 degrees Fahrenheit, snowmaking is not viable given the current technology. Like even with um, the chemicals, like it's, it's a challenge. Um, you know, that's above freezing. So that's melting. And so it's, it is kind of sad in a way that like in the future, like even snowmaking might not be a way for people to ski and snowboard. And by 2050, climate change will cut ski resort winter seasons by 50%. Um, They're expecting the hardest hit to be the Pacific Northwest, the Southwest and the upper Midwest. Wow. 2050. Yeah. That's it's 30, like not that's that 30 far years. Away. That's like we're going to be now. alive. I hope like we'll be alive. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. For real. Um, Goal is to be alive that long. Unless like the world's on fire, they just kill me. Well, okay. <laughs> this is one of a thousand other issues threatening our environment. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And so like yeah. I said earlier, like uh, one upside is like they are creating like automated snow ma- snowmakers, um, which uses less electricity and less water. Um, so I think there's, there's going to be a push towards that. 
Um, and after years of inaction, the ski industry itself is finally starting to take a look at this and take climate change seriously. Um, so resorts are deploying new snowmaking technology to adapt to unpredictable conditions. In Arizona, a proposal to use wastewater from, this is kind of gross, they wanted to use wastewater from sewage to generate artificial snow, uh, which raised concerns, obviously, about the leftover chemicals and from pharmaceuticals and other contaminants in wastewater. And sticky. Uh, yeah, it is like, how do they, okay. You know, clearly it is treated wastewater. It is effluent, but that's true. I get um, whoa. And it's not like you're drinking it. So it's like an option to use less water. Um, yeah, but it's but bro, <laughs> you're sliding <laughs> down it. <laughs> Pretty gross. Pretty gross. Uh, yeah. Would it be and, stinky? Um, sometimes it is. Yeah. Would it be like a color? Like, would it not be white? No, no. Since it's treated, like, like it'll run through the pl- the the water treatment plant treated with chemicals to like take out poopy everything. Okay, all right. And so it's not this. It's just from this. It's like wastewater from the sewage plant. It's cleaned wastewater. Okay, thank you. Which is still kind of e. It's icky. You wouldn't drink it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to drink. It's or not potable, it. non-potable. Yeah. Um, and so really, I think what upsets me the most is like the unknown and the long-term effects to the water cycle when you take upstream and downstream sources of water like it's just upsetting it's just upsetting yeah and that's like all I have awesome well it's just like it's this is one of those many things where it's like okay we're seeing this issue because of climate change and our solution just furthers the climate change problem and yeah. it's, it's all this like short-term management that isn't really helping us at all. Mm-hmm. I know. And like, we kind of talked about this with, um, Sienna, like how we, oh, such a cool we like expect technology to save us from the problems that we have caused but in turn. Like they, they cause problems too. Like it's all a catch 22, like, like everything has a cost, Yeah, you know? So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm just bummed like the, you know, the Olympics relatively in terms of management, I feel like are they're, they're big, but they're relatively, they can be small scale management. And I feel like that is where really good solutions have come from is tiny little small scale management. And it's like, they're just like, it doesn't matter they're just looking for like the easiest option. Oh yeah. Which is um, just destroying like, and it's at the cost of the livelihoods of many and the food of many and the water of many. And I mean, look, this is probably like the smallest problem that the Olympic committee thinks about because it's so true. There's so much other shit that they do. That's so crappy, um, to the athletes. Uh, so Shikari Richardson, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's, it's just awful. They don't even get paid. They don't get paid. Yeah, exactly. So, (sighs) Uh, anyways cool thanks for listening think about that when you watch the olympics yeah but yeah. also try to enjoy it because it's not the athlete's fault and you know no. they're just trying to do play you know be the best support your support your athletes if they're good people yeah yeah and watch wow. that one where the ladies go skiing and then shoot stuff because that's cool oh yeah you know that one that's Luke, cool. is that 
that's not luge that luge is no. fast no, no. wait it's on the bobsled hill okay yeah i know what curling Whack. is curling's boring um well you <laughs> i watched it for like three hours it's gonna be mad about that it's boring come on <laughs> <laughs> okay um <laughs> anyways <laughs> jesus thank you for um listening to you know, I'm happy that everyone knows a little more personal information about me because I have nothing to hide and I'm proud look, of who I am. Look, it's just another reason to hate snowmaking. Yeah. I'm proud of who you are as well. And I'm proud of you. Huh. And on that note, Great. you guys, this has been Water Water Everywhere and I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you come back next week. And as always, please follow us on Instagram at water.watereverywhere. Woo. And follow us on Spotify, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts. Please give us five stars. Please. We do have five stars currently, by the way. So hey, hey. thank you everyone who has reviewed us. I'm so grateful. Yeah. So bye. I love you. Love you. Hey, okay. You guys, if you just listened to the whole episode, here's a little um, bonus. Here's a bonus. I just received a text after going on and on about this from, from a boy, <laughs> he a goes, boy that you're seeing kind of, kind of. Yeah. We don't know. Um, okay. he goes, would you try skiing or snowboarding? <laughs> no. Is he listening? Is he listening? What the fuck? Oh, that man, first of all, he probably is listening. And then the second thing he wanted to know is if I like travel brochures, <laughs> what? Wait, do you like travel brochures? Mm-hmm. Like, do you like them? Mm-hmm. Not like, do you want one? Mm-hmm. Not, do you want That's what he said. Do you like them? Well, do you? I kind of do. And I kind of <laughs> like that he asked me. I Well, he gets me. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, <laughs> no shade, no shade, no shade. If like you're listening, no shade at all. Like no shade. <laughs> Just uh, thought it was crazy hilarious also it is mm, i don't think you should go skiing with this man <laughs> you're gonna do it aren't you you're gonna i already know you're gonna don't do it we'll see say lila said no i think the fans want me to ski what <laughs> <laughs> if they want you to live <laughs> no 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 no. Uh, the first okay. time i went skiing the guy told me i was natural i will say that the instructor said that he didn't say that to courtney <laughs> and fine you're a natural go skiing get married (laughs) yeah i hope everyone enjoyed that that's all i have to say on that bye Bye. love you